This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 1090. IELTS versus TOEFL speaking. Which exam should you take? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Is TOEFL speaking easier than IELTS speaking? Which one should you take to get the best score? Find out today which exam is better and which one you should take in the future. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? How's your week so far? Oh, man, I had a disaster yesterday. Oh, no. Remember how I told you I'm doing indoor plants? Maybe I shouldn't oh, call this right. a disaster. That was an exaggeration. <laughs> That's but, what we do in English, you guys. We, we are talking about the IELTS speaking test today. So that is the first takeaway in English, especially American English, but also all the Englishes we love to exaggerate. Okay, continue. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So I planted all these outdoor plants too in raised planters a little while ago. And yesterday I went and they had collapsed. So there's like a bottom, the dirt goes to sort of the bottom, which is about three feet above the ground. And that had collapsed. So oh, the all bottom the plants, like fell out? Yes, it like Ooh. fell out of it because the, the sides oh. had sort of warped where they were no longer tight enough to hold the bottom. Oh, and no! So it fell. All the plants and dirt just like fell to the ground. And I didn't see it for a day, a little bit well, over yeah, the anyway. Yeah, stare at the plants every day. No, oh, because they're irrigated. So they all died. Were you, so sad. They all died. So you weren't able to save any of them? I was able to salvage one cactus <laughs> and a couple other plants that I'm hoping will make it. I like replanted them as okay. soon as I could. I went and bought new planters that are closer to the ground. These were raised quite a bit, which in theory is great until the bottom falls out and they're toast. You know what? <laughs> Guys, actually, listeners, that is an idiom. When the bottom falls out, that it, it's not a super common idiom that you'll hear all the time because the meaning is very specific. I think we usually use it these days in reference to um, like financial institutions and totally. budgets and businesses and like government, uh, like federal budgets and stuff. Um, so economics. <laughs> There's a lot of parallel expressions for right. uh, economics. Um, when the bottom falls out, that means that just like Aubrey said, it, everything collapses. The yeah, bottom falls more out literal. of the currency. Yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like something literally had the bottom fall out. That's where that idiom comes from, right? So if right. we're talking about maybe our stocks, something just tanks, dives, right. and be like, oh, well, the bottom fell out of that means yeah. it went away. The whole foundation. And then now it's worthless. Now it's right. Worthless. And now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll like. You should be reading the at least one article a week from the business, economics, or financial sections of the newspaper. Whatever your newspaper has, it's going to be one of those. You should be reading one article a week there, especially if you're an academic IELTS student, because so much of the vocabulary and the grammar structures you'll see in those sections, 
you use on writing task one. But as you're hearing right now, there are so many idioms that we use to describe financial situations that you can use in other areas of life as well. But you will see that idiom, the bottom falling out, you'll see it in the newspaper. So it's formal. Okay. So great, great. We learned some vocab. Good story. I'm sorry about the plants though. So today, great, great. Sorry about your plants, but great speaking sample answer too. If you're talking about gardening or planting plants, <laughs> your plants were sacrificed for the good of our students, and we thank you. You're welcome, Guys, the greater good. <laughs> I just like gave a flourishing bow to Aubrey, which. You can see on YouTube, IELTS Energy TV, guys, uh, subscribe to our YouTube. We are going to be doing more video podcasts on there. So still listen to the podcast, but you can also watch us uh, saying these words on YouTube. <laughs> okay. So guys, we are talking about TOEFL versus IELTS today, specifically the speaking exam. Is one easier than the other? I do see students asking about this a lot um, when they're trying to like, you know, go on forums and get, you know, magic secrets to passing an exam or whatever. So is there one that's easier than the other? We're going to answer that question today. Aubrey just guested on another YouTube channel, right? And this man is an expert in TOEFL. Is that correct? Yes, exactly right. He has a YouTube channel for TST Prep. His name is Josh McPherson. So check it out if you haven't. And he does focus more on TOEFL. So it was really interesting. We were able to have a conversation, sort of interviewed each other, where he shared all of the insider details about TOEFL and awesome. how it works. And I shared IELTS. We focused on speaking. So that was posted just a couple weeks ago. So we'll put a link on our blog. You guys should definitely check it out, especially if you're curious, should I take TOEFL or IELTS? And you'll get all the details there about speaking. But we wanted to share some tidbits here today, too, about the differences between TOEFL and IELTS speaking. Yep. Because they are quite different. So and different. you do, yeah, you want to make sure you take the right one. Totally. Um, this is the the section that is the most different, I would say, between the two exams. Um, every section is different, Definitely. honestly. Like you cannot prepare for TOEFL and then take IELTS. Like you, they're they are very unique exams. Like yeah, they're both English proficiency tests for sure. But the the way they test those skills is very different. But today we're just focusing on speaking. So what is the first characteristic of TOEFL speaking that you remember talking about, Aubrey? So first of all, it's important to know why people take TOEFL rather than IELTS, right? So TOEFL is more for um, getting a U.S. Uh, to go to school somewhere, right? Whereas IELTS is more often for work or immigration, studying as well in the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. But um, I TOEFL disagree. Is I disagree, Aubrey. I'm going to push back okay. a little bit. I know um, IELTS can be for both, right? Yes. So yeah, TOEFL is the American test and IELTS is the British Australian test. Um, but all the American universities also accept IELTS. IELTS is a right. accepted everywhere, you guys. Um, and so, yeah, like, I mean, that's the only difference. TOEFL's the American one and IELTS is the British and Australian made one. But IELTS is accepted in more places. And yeah, TOEFL right. is more, more specifically for the academic purposes. Um, and IELTS has both, right? Academic in general. Uh, but right. I would say more people take 
IELTS and TOEFL for sure, um, especially for going to school because more global universities accept IELTS than accept TOEFL. But any university that accepts TOEFL will also accept IELTS. Right. So, I, yeah, I think that's good. That's really good see, to point out. Yeah. I'm more for IELTS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of more generally useful, right? You're yeah. more likely to take TOEFL and then realize it's not working for your purposes than IELTS. Like IELTS, pretty much whatever you need this language exam for, IELTS is going to work for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I actually taught TOEFL test prep for a year. That exam is so confusing, you guys. Like the preparation for it is just not as straightforward as it is for IELTS for a lot of different reasons. Um, but the preparation for IELTS is just more straightforward. And speaking is a great example of that because we – we speak to a real person on the IELTS exam. On TOEFL, you speak to a computer. Even on the computer-delivered version of IELTS, guys, you still don't speak to a computer. You speak to a person on the speaking exam. And we practice for that every day, anytime you're speaking right. English, even if you're just talking to yourself in the mirror or whatever. Like, we're still talking to a person, we're, when do you just talk to a computer without know, anybody right? else there? Like To speak into a microphone recording is the most difficult time to really bring out that native natural intonation and vocabulary because it's such a foreign, strange experience. Totally. Whereas any person you're speaking to a real person is going to bring that out because like you said, we do that every day. And like, I mean, here's the thing, like you are still evaluated on similar things, right? I mean, in general, whoever is giving you your score, the TOEFL examiner, the IELTS examiner, they want you to sound like a native English speaker, right? I mean, like, right. exactly regarding your vocab, your pronunciation, your fluency, blah, blah, blah. All of these factors um, are part of your score. Like, do you sound natural, confident, comfortable in all of these ways when you're speaking English? Think about it, guys. Like, is it easier to do that when you're just like having a conversation across from a person? Or is it easier to do that when you're like timed and there's a timer on the screen and you're talking into a microphone without another face around you? I mean, that'd be way harder. Right. I think the main reason I think I've, I've had students say, oh, I want to take TOEFL because I get a few seconds to prepare for each question, right? You get like, 15 to 30 seconds to prepare before each response. And then that's an your advantage. I'll admit. Is 45 to 60 seconds. Yeah, I can see a little bit of an advantage there. But again, that's not that natural. We're used to conversations where there's a little more of a back and forth, where we hear something and respond. That's sort of more natural. Whereas it would be difficult for each answer to have that preparation. And then now I'm going to start speaking and have it be very native and natural because it's just totally. a, so this sort of formal, unnatural way of speaking. Totally. Right. I mean, <laughs> is it is it natural for like someone to ask you a question and then you're like, Hold on, give me 15 <laughs> seconds. And then you like that's not a natural way to communicate. That's not going to bring out the natural spontaneity that is more difficult, that is more challenging, but leads to more natural language, right? right. So like yeah, it's harder not to plan, but it will lead to better English. Yes. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like I think that's a fallacy of students that are like, "Oh, great, I have time to plan on TOEFL." Like I don't think that's going to help you sound better. 
Like, I don't. I mean, we know that when students are reading directly from notes and not allowing themselves to follow their thoughts, they, they're not fluent, right? right? Like, we know that. We've talked about that. So that can happen in every answer on TOEFL then. And I think that brings up the next problem is that a lot of students plan on, in that 15 to 30 seconds, being able to write and then read from something. And you'd be surprised how fast that goes. You cannot write enough to speak for a minute in that time. So then you're leaning on the notes like a crutch. Exactly. Right? It's unnatural, not native. And also, you can't write enough in that time. You need to plan on that impromptu, spontaneous speaking. Exactly. Right? So that's why we tell people like in speaking part two on IELTS to not depend on the bullet points because that reduces your fluency. That reduces the coherence of your answer. Um, And so this is a great like connected idea to that. Um, So Aubrey, let me ask you this about the structure of TOEFL speaking. Is, Is it like organized into three parts like IELTS? No, right? It's very different. You have the independent task where you're given an opinion on an everyday topic, and then you have those seconds to prepare, and then you answer about that. And then the integrated, there's one question for that, and then the integrated task, there are three questions, where you'll do a short, you'll read a passage, or you'll listen to audio, and then you're providing an opinion on that, right? And so there are these just these two different kinds of questions. So it's not as organized. I think it's not as clear what you can expect, right? It could be a question about anything. And and then you just have a few seconds to prepare. Okay. So this this is the this is the last sort of point we're gonna make here, guys. But this brings to mind, this reminds me um, of the main reason why TOEFL is so much harder to prepare for, because each section is not testing just that skill. Okay, so IELTS speaking, you just have to speak. Like we just, we want to hear you speak. We're grading your spoken English. But on TOEFL, it's not just about speaking. You have to listen to stuff. You have to read things. Like, so it's also a listening test and a reading test in a way, right? Which strikes me as unfair, which as you said, Aubrey, makes it unclear. Like, what is expected, the outcome, the preparation, the practice, all of that becomes muddled when we are mixing all of these requirements and skills. When like at the end of the day, you're still graded on the same stuff. Like you're still graded on your speaking. So it, exactly. I don't know. It's just, oh, it's just so and much less And if you think about the listening for that, right? If you're listening to recorded audio and then you have to speak about it, you have no chance to ask someone to clarify. You have no chance to hear a word again. That's a good point. Oh Whereas my gosh. when it's a real human, if there's a word or a phrase you don't understand, you can ask for clarification. Yes. Oh my God, that is such a great point, Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey, <laughs> you are so smart. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Guys, how many shows have you heard us give you amazing native and natural phrases to ask for clarification, ask for repetition, to fill time, buy time to think, introduce your answer like a native. None of those phrases are useful on TOEFL, right? And like the thing is like these phrases help your vocab score and give you time to think and help you clarify your ideas. And you're not allowed to do that on TOEFL. You can't because there's not a person to talk to. Oh, 
Yes. What a great disadvantage. A great disadvantage? What a terrible disadvantage. Terrible disadvantage. <laughs> great can indicate size as well. Um, we just yeah, don't true. often use it like that. Anyway, so guys, do check out Aubrey's guest spot on that channel. What's the name of that channel, Aubrey? Oh, that's a good tra- – his name is Josh McPherson. And Josh I know, McPherson. Okay. Yeah, the company is TST Prep. I think that's oh. the name of the YouTube channel, but we will link Great. to it on our blog. So come back and check it out. All right. Awesome. So come back to our blog, guys. Um, we have recently made our site much more efficient as far as searching yes. and results and all that. Like, I just tested it yesterday. It's fantastic. So go to allearsenglish.com. You could search by topic, skill, whatever, okay? Allearsenglish.com. So many resources for your English needs there. And then remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, IELTS Energy TV. We are putting a lot of great innovative material on there now that you don't get on the podcast. So definitely subscribe to IELTS Energy TV and the Allers English channel while you're at it. Um, All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you. This has been super fun. Yes. So fun. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.